Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hi, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is coming out on Thanks, well, American Thanksgiving. American for, Thanksgiving. Yes. I know, like, probably 90% of our audience is Canadian, but um, happy <laughs> Thanksgiving to Americans specifically. Canadians, you already had your day. Yeah. What are you doing here? I mean, you're probably doing nothing because it's not Thanksgiving today. Yeah, you're probably at work. Sorry for you. Oh, that's sad to think about. I know. Well, maybe they're listening to this while they're working, and hopefully we make put some fun into their mm-hmm. work day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so what are your finalized plans for Thanksgiving, Jess? Because I don't think I, I know the final call. Yeah. So we're – so let's see. Me and my husband are going oh, to – I know, flex. it's so weird to say that still. So weird to say. Flexing. So. Yeah. Um, we usually – we always go to my parents' house. So this year, it's a little bit trickier. It's a still – it's a small – it's five of us. So it's me, my parents, uh, Will, obviously, and my brother. And um, my parents and my brother really don't go anywhere. They're pretty much homebound for the most part, I'd say. Obviously, Will has to go to work. But we what we end up doing is my parents have a very large house. So we eat at completely separate tables about 10 feet away from each other. And if we get any closer than that, everybody's masked up to be safe. So it's as safe as it possibly can be. Um, that's our plan. Should be fun. I don't know. actually have to find out. If they're going to have the dog show this year, because I am a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know if they'll have the dog show. I love the dog show, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you like, are you like assigned uh, a dish to make or uh, do you have to take on any of the cooking? So like most years, like this year is different, but most years I will go to my parents' house very early in the morning and we'll watch like the parade and the dog show and I'll help with the food. So like peeling the potatoes or doing mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, and I usually bring work. a dessert. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this year's different. Um, so this year, Will is making like a sweet potato casserole type of dish. Oh. Um but actually, what's funny is that my family does not really eat sweet potatoes. My mom is the only one. So we've never had that for Thanksgiving. But he, with his family, always did. So he's making that. And I'm making a pecan pie to bring. Ooh, so that wow. will be good. What That's are a- your plans? Uh, so this year, it is honestly just going to be Drew, my fiance, and I um, at... <laughs> our home and that's it I mean typically um well number one I probably have talked about this before but both of our his parents and my mom and sister like left us a couple years ago like they were straight up like over us they're like these bitches are never (laughs) going to get married they're never going to have kids they're like never (laughs) going to have a house they're never going to get their shit together so we're bouncing like we're not waiting for them so um both families like moved like a long, long, far, far place away um, because they're just over us. And then the last couple of years, well, um, typically we go to Drew's brother and sister-in-law and because Mm -hmm. um, of COVID, we are not doing that this year. So um, I am cooking a dinner for two. He says, Drew says that, we are cooking together, but we both know the truth, and that will not be happening. 
Will he do the grunt? Will he do like the bitch work at least? Like peel some fucking potatoes or something? Maybe. But okay. So like Drew is number like he's like a good cook, but he is what I call like I always call him like the naughty baker or like the naughty stirs because he always fucks shit up. Like he like spins or spins. He like stirs too aggressively and there's like flour everywhere. Oh, he's and, one of like, those people. Like you he leaves yeah. a trail as he's cooking. Yeah. So like okay. even though like I would like him to do the bitch work and I would like it to be 50-50, like I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I did do Easter this past uh Easter. Um, and that was successful and I did it on my own and it was a lovely meal. Uh, so I can't, I have the billet, the ability to do it. It's just Mm -hmm. like, I, I don't know. I've always been like, you know, I've never had to do the Thanksgiving work. We're not doing turkey. I think I've kind of talked to you about it. Like, yeah, I don't really, for two people, it seems like a lot to do yeah. a big turkey. Yeah, and we have um, a 20-inch oven, or what I lovingly call a baby, <laughs> a baby oven. oven. And honestly, <laughs> like, even my roasting pan that I own doesn't even fit in our mm-hmm. our baby oven. Like, it's a 17-inch roasting pan, and we can't use it. So I actually, uh, I actually, I should put this on my to-do list. I need to buy, like, a 13-inch uh, roasting pan because we're going to make Cornish hens, which I kind of hate, but whatever. I mean, Cornish hens are fine. It's just like another pol- form of poultry. Ugh. Like, I feel like if it were me and it was like just us or something, I would probably do like something like lasagna or something. Like, I don't know, like one dish that you can like stick in the oven, you know? Yeah. Well, we're no, like we're going to do the whole, we're going to do Cornish hens. We're going to do like some sort of potato. We're going to do mm-hmm. like his dad's sweet potato pie recipe. We'll do a green. So we're having like a full meal stuffing, mm-hmm. like a full Thanksgiving meal. So, um, you know, especially because we're two abandoned children. Um, <laughs> it's just nice to like have something that's like special. Uh, that's true. That's true. So. Kind of celebrate the day in your own way. Yeah. You know? Like we don't want to be yeah. a Jew on Christmas and get – like uh, like uh, Chinese food like I have for most of my life, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't want it to just be, like, another day. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I, I don't even really care that much about Thanksgiving foods. Like, I'm all about stovetop stuffing. Like, don't bother making the, like, from scratch. It's bullshit. Just get stovetop. Yeah, it's true. I've made it from scratch, and honestly, like, the stovetop or, like, well, I do it like the, the it's, like, baked in a casserole dish, but essentially a stovetop is as good. If not, yeah. no, it's, like, better. It's better, yeah. yeah. And But I'm more about Thanksgiving desserts, I think, than I am, like, Yeah, you're making meal. a pecan pie. I wouldn't touch that. Pie sucks. I mean... What? I yeah. like I like most pies. I mean, like you got your apple pie, your pecan pie. I don't like pumpkin pie. That can go right in the trash. Um, uh, but, but like chocolate I, pudding pie. Yeah, that's good. I just like wouldn't like if I had to choose a cake or a pie, I would choose cake. I know a lot of people are pro pie. I'm just not um, about that life. See, for me, it's like I don't eat pie all the time. So like when it's Thanksgiving, I want pie because I don't eat it yeah. like the rest of the year, really. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the time. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying like what my opinions are. Yeah, that's fine. You know, cake is good. I like cake. I like most desserts, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of our, you know, Thanksgiving things. But my favorite tradition is always the dog show. So I don't know if they're going to do that because I don't know if they'll be able to socially distance do a dog show. I mean, you'd think they could somehow, but. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that. I hope that as you guys are listening, you're also watching the dog show on television. That's true, because you don't necessarily need to listen to it, because, like, really, what are they doing? They're commenting on the dogs. You just have to look well, at how the, the there's dogs there's the dog facts. But That's they don't true. even... Okay, the issue... Oh, sorry. Like, quickly. The <laughs> issue with this particular dog show is that they don't show all the breeds. They only show the dogs that place or do really well in yeah. the placing. So this dog show is actually, like, crap. The real one is the Westminster that shows typically in February, which I don't know if they're gonna be doing this year mm-hmm. um so uh, honestly like that one shows like every single group and every single breed mm-hmm. um so whatever i mean that's fair i just mostly have get. interest in the golden retriever so yeah I know. and when they I, don't I, win I'm, i get upset yeah i know i have high stakes <laughs> in the shih tzu as you know yeah, yeah yeah but um but oh yeah last year one more little tidbit before we move on i remember last year the golden retriever's name i'm fairly certain was doug because or no daniel it was daniel it was daniel because we had this joke so i have a golden retriever for those who don't know i don't know how you wouldn't know but i have a golden retriever named winston and daniel was like the best he just flaunted his stuff he was so well behaved and the whole joke that entire day was like Winston why can't you be more like Daniel <laughs> that's so cute yeah but poor, he was adorable. poor Daniel poor Winston yeah, I know. he didn't win and I was upset about it but um okay so moving on we are here to discuss season one episode 13 risky business now there is some controversy mm-hmm. because I said at the last at the end of the last podcast, I was like so excited for this episode because like there was a lot of Topanga and blah, blah, blah. However, turns out that Disney. So we watched this on Disney Plus and for some reason, Disney Plus like reordered the episodes. So if you look at the wiki, Risky Business is not the 13th episode. It's like the 16th. Yeah, right. So like this air date is um february 11th 1994 and what episode is supposed to be this week is um she loves me she loves me not which yes takes place a week or it aired a week after episode 12 um once in love with amy which took place on the 7th so i think it's january 14th 1994 is when um she loves me she loves me not aired right so it's a little it makes no sense but i know like most of you are probably watching if you are watching along with us you're probably watching on disney plus unless you're watching on the dvds that my mom like threw out that (laughs) i wish that i still had um (laughs) really wish i had those because now they go for like 74 dollars on amazon Mm -hmm. um but so yeah so we're just gonna go follow along with the disney um, order and hopefully right. this doesn't become like a continued issue throughout yeah. like, the rest of the seasons because like you know these episodes they don't really have to go in order but as we get on into later seasons they are more serialized um, right. so it is more important that they go in order and that will like really annoy the both of us if it just skips around. So I'm going to be optimistic and say, like, this is just like, I don't know. We don't need to know the reason. We don't know the reason. 
Um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just kind of wonky because like we just covered the Christmas episode and we're already here in Valentine's yeah. Day and <laughs> yeah, it, so exactly. it kind of doesn't make sense. But yeah, oh, we forgot to do we have to do our '90s nightcap as well before mm-hmm. we start on the episode. '90s nightcap uh, today. I am. I got to go back to the Trader Joe's over the weekend. And I am back with my mango uh, sparkling wine in a can. Wonderful. I am a basic B and I'm drinking Captain and Coke Zero because <gasps> yep. I need to get to the liquor store. I probably should stock up again because it looks like we're headed towards a quite quarantined uh, winter. Um, but I have not made the the trip out there yet. But I'm excited because I love a good rum. So mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, yes. Oh, Captain is the best. Um, so, so yeah, so this episode, um, we are starting off and Mr. Feeney is assigning a project. They basically are paired up into pairs, duh, um, Mm -hmm. to have like a business and they have to like, they basically take a week and see what their progress is in that business. It seems very vague. Um, but that's <laughs> well, fine. This is the stock market game. Um, I remember we did this uh, it, either in middle school or in high school. So either late middle school or early high school. Um, and yeah, like you like by the time we got to it, it was digitized where like it was on this website and you would form a group and um, you would pick stocks and like follow it along with um, how it really did in real life. So this is kind of what they're doing. Um, they I, I this seems a little bit more. Oh, no, I guess like they probably picked some sort of stocks like I don't know what was popular in the 90s with stocks like a Dell. Uh, <laughs> uh, they probably got that Dell, that sweet Dell stock and yeah. uh, followed it along in the newspaper. And yeah. whoever uh, came out on top is uh, the winner. So you never did this in uh, school? I want to say now that you say that, I think I might have done it in middle school. Yeah. I think it was very similar to what you said. But I mean, I'm not. It was like some kind of economics lesson. Yeah, and that's exactly. Like it was not yeah. my thing. So I don't even know if I remember like anything yeah. about it. But. Oh, no, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, like I didn't do well. I suck at money. But um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it existed. We did it. Yeah. Um. So Minkus and Topanga are a pair. Obviously, I feel like this is like pretty standard that we've yeah, seen this they before get stuck with each other a lot. Yeah. And so they their progress support is really good. Like this is after a week and they're like skyrocketing like they're doing wonderfully. And I mm-hmm. love how Minkus is like very concerned about the figures. And of yes. course, Topanga is like, oh, well, uh, you know, we've all the um, corporations we have put stock in are, you know, they're not racist. Mm-hmm. They're not classist. Yep. Like all that stuff and I was like go you Topanga look at you (laughs) yeah and they don't have bad karma so uh they probably did not I don't know maybe they didn't have that Dell stock maybe (laughs) um so um so the project wasn't due for like another week so Corey and Sean were definitely slacking they didn't even start um 
which like did not they did not pull a one over on Feeney or Minkus when they said that they didn't lose employees. They didn't have employees quit. They didn't lose money. They just like straight up did not start the project. Um, You would never do that. I'm sure that would not be a thing for you. No. Yeah. No, not at all. But I also like it's weird to me that like what are they given? It's just weird because like. What is Feeney grading them off of? Just the presentation? Like, they must have had some type of, like, paper assignment due as well. Um, I think it's, like, a you're participating in it and you're doing these progress reports and giving updates. But it seems as though, um, yeah, it's, like, at the end, they're like, oh, like, the this business was most profitable. So, yeah. um... But I don't know. I don't think it's like I don't think if you chose the wrong stock, that means you get an F. I just think it's uh, I don't know. Who knows what Feeney grades on Feeney grades on like however he's feeling for the day, to be honest with you. And then he tells everybody all the grades like always. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, gosh, like have you like, you know, how TV always shows like schools or colleges like posting grades on like a bulletin board. Yes. I've never experienced that in my life. But like apparently uh, it's like a trope. That everybody else does this? I've Have you ever? I've never experienced that. Certainly not in high school. Um, the only place I could think is maybe college. But even then, I mean, by the time I was in college, everything was done online. So I don't know why anything mm-hmm. would be like up on the wall, you know? Yeah, that's um, a weird one. Um, like I was thinking, I don't know. It's just such like a TV trope. Yeah, no, you're right. That is very much a TV trope. In the other show I'm covering, Community, they have that happen. That definitely happens in an episode, which is kind of funny. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, so they have to – so Sean and Corey go up there. They don't have anything due. Minkus is, like, such a little tattletale. And ugh. Feeney wants to see some real effort from the boys. Yeah, they're in trouble. And so they're in the Mm -hmm. hallway. And for some reason, Sean and Minkus like make a bet that they are going to invest. They they each want to invest $10 because they both get like all of them get like a $5 allowance a week or something. Sure. I don't think think Minkus gets more. I'm sure he does. Hold on. Last a couple of episodes ago, Corey said that it took him a month to save up $5. But this week he said it's my weekly allowance of $5. So... Some inconsistencies, like, you know. Yeah, he must have gotten a raise somewhere (laughs) along the way. He got a a four times the four raise or whatever. Yeah, his parents were feeling generous. Oh, a 400% raise, yes. Yes. Boom Um, Boom and Pooh Bear were feeling very, (laughs) very very generous. Very generous. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they make a bet, 10 buckaroos, um, that their stocks are going to do the do best right and it's and it's funny because like oh we we skipped over like one of my favorite lines where Minkus and Topanga are talking about their project and Minkus says the line I'm a provider babe like <laughs> the way he says it oh my gosh it's like cringy but hilarious he keeps pushing this like wedding um or this like marriage thing onto Topanga and she like literally just like could not give a shit so poor thing no but she's so nice and she yeah, just like puts nice. up with it yeah i know but uh you know i wish she would be like 
Minkus, I'm not interested. Like, please leave me alone. Yeah. Back up. Back yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically Sean and like Minkus get into it and then <laughs> and then Topanga's like once uh once Minkus says to her that it's you know it's us against them in a battle of wits, right? And she's like, I bet three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, girl needs like her like she probably would use three hundred thousand dollars to like give back and like build an African um like go to Africa and like build like the home and school do good with it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, she she'd needs, give it to charity. She, yeah. She needs that money f- to do good. She might spend like $10 on a couple chokers and some doily dresses. <laughs> yeah. I can see that yeah. Happening. Up, up the uh, wardrobe on doily dresses. Yes. By 400% um. <laughs> as well. So they finally settle on the ten dollars that where they're gonna invest their ten dollars and whoever has the most money at the end of the week wins. And Sean says, um, oh, we're going to let me talk to my uncle Frank. He knows how to bet on horses. And I meant to bring this up last week because Sean says, um, or Corey says that uh, mm-hmm. if he's so good at betting on horses, why does he live in a trailer? Yes. And I noticed last week's episode, I think it was, that they had mentioned something about Sean living like two blocks, two blocks away. away. Yes. So he does not live in a trailer park yet. Yeah. Yes. So I definitely think he lives in like a home, maybe not as nice as the Matthews home, but right. two blocks away. Actually, hmm. Well, we'll see. I definitely am remembering a Hunter home. I just can't remember if I'm remembering the trailer park home or what. But I think like he probably moves into the same trailer park neighborhood eventually as Uncle Frank. But yes, we have to track that. That's something to to take note of there. I'm, Um, I'm taking a mental note. I yes. I promise. Yeah. So we'll pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and one thing I noticed, which maybe it'll come up in our fashion hour, but it's worth noting here. Topanga's hair in this episode looks yeah. curly. It does not look crimpy. Mm-hmm. It looks noticeably yeah. curly. And I am like living for it. It is yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Luminous. Oh, yeah. As the kids say, say less, sis. Say less. <laughs> That's what the kids say. She, yeah. we, we stand um, Topanga's hair for like all of clear the clear skin. skin. Yeah. She's yeah. fucking clear as hell, bitch. Like she is <laughs> yeah. ready to go. Yeah, I, I, um, I did take um, another mental note of that. So don't you, don't you worry. Good, my friend. <laughs> Um, so I guess, so then we end up back at the, the Matthews home there, um, Corey and Sean are listening to a horse, the horse race on the radio in the kitchen. And, um, this is where, oh wait, this is, let me think. Oh, so that's right. Corey says he has gastritis. Yeah, gastritis. Is that a thing? I guess that is a thing. I think that is a thing. Um, Inflammation of the protective lining of the stomach. But he was holding his throat when he was talking about it. So I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, he didn't get to anatomy class yet. That's, um, Feeney hasn't started teaching anatomy yet. Yeah, that's seventh grade. You know, he's not Mm. there yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Corey's very nervous. They're going to lose their entire allowance. Um on the horse races i would be too a whole whopping five yeah. buckaroos well ten dollars yeah five bucks each ten dollars total um and they're very nervous about it they find a um what is it oh a valentine mm-hmm. from Corey's. let's see is it Corey's dad to Corey's mom yeah, so and we've ugh, 
Boom Boom is what boom, boom is his the dad name. calls his mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So quickly, um, I, what are your thoughts on pet names? Do you and Will have a pet name? Um, do you like other people hearing about their pet names for each other? It should surprise nobody that I despise pet names. Yeah. I can't mm-hmm. stand them. I'm not particularly romantic. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more, I would say I'm more thoughtful than I am romantic. And along those same lines, I, when Will and I started dating, I'm pretty sure I explicitly said to him, do not call me babe. Do not call me baby. Do not call me any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate it. And I'm pretty sure I even said to him that I saw it as like, oh, you can't even like bother to remember my name. So you're just going to like say you know what I mean it's just not my thing I don't find it endearing I find it kind of gross and I especially would hate like if I was around somebody and they were just like oh babe like no not for me you just call him Will all the time and he just calls you Jess all the time I mean he definitely calls me Jess I mostly call him just Will yeah like he doesn't even call you like Jesse or no definitely not Jesse J-Dog Absolutely. No. Winston, our dog, has like 5,000 names. Yeah. But that's different. Like a pet name literally should be like a, a pet pet's name. name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's All allowed. Right. I mean, it's a little weird, but. I mean, what say. about you? I'm pretty sure I've heard yeah. your pet name before. Yeah. So Drew and I now, um, we haven't always called each other this pet name. It actually like developed like maybe 10 years into our relationship, which oh, is. Wow. Yeah. A significant amount of time. Yeah. Um, so we are buns. We are both buns. Um, sometimes it's bunny. Sometimes it's bunzy. Um, we're just or bun, bun bun. And it, so, yeah, we're buns. Is he in your phone as buns? No. OK. He, he's in my phone as his full name. OK. Will is in my phone with his full name, but then there's a snake after it. For Slytherin. For Slytherin. Yeah. Oh, so like Drew does have two emojis, but they're inside jokes and everybody will probably think I'm weird. So. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just especially ones like Boom Boom and Pooh Bear. Right. Like yeah. buns to me is like it's not it's not like baby doll or like sweetheart. Like mm-hmm. it's it's more like funny. Right. Then mm-hmm. like then Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear it like makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little funny. So um, so this Valentine was from Alan, um, a.k.a. Pooh Bear. And yeah. it's to Boom Boom, a.k.a. Amy. And mm-hmm. um, the Valentine reads, roses are red, violets are blue, Valentine's Monday, let's rendezvous. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that roses are red and violets are blue is probably the most basic uh, poem that you can come up with. But incorporating the rendezvous, I do like. Yes, I agree. I think rendezvous is like a like a. What is it like a three dollar word? What do they call that? Is that right? Dollar <laughs> yeah, word? So, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's a fucking fancy word. It's a Jeopardy yeah. word. So Corey's like, yeah, you know, like this is what my parents do. They go on secret meetings. They have like romantic weekends. Yeah. Um, when you're a parent, that's all you have left. <laughs> Loved that line. <laughs> and Sean counters that, like, yeah, my dad does romantic stuff for my mom too. He last Valentine's Day he rotated my mom's tires. Legitimately, I would appreciate that. Not like, bad. 
at this point, I felt like I needed to ask you, like, what your love language is. Because oh. for me, right, like, what if, if Sean's mom's love language is acts of service, then yes. she would love that. Then she would love it, yeah. Yes. Uh, goodness. Well, uh, I think that mine, well, my main one is words of affirmation which is like okay. your least I think oh no we talked about this it's like we have not. talked about this yeah, yeah so for those who aren't like don't know what um the love languages are there's words of affirmation um a- a- acts of serve or ser- yeah av- acts of service um quality time gifts and what's the oh physical touch. touch physical touch mm-hmm. yeah so those are all of them um words of affirmation I mean sounds it's pretty obvious like being told you like you're loved and that you look great and that you're smart and that whatever like words of affirmation mm-hmm. um no words of affirmation I think is like third for me mm-hmm. um I think first for me is quality time and second is acts of service yeah. gifts is last oh I we like gifts at our household so Typically, like how if you're like trying to struggle, like how your significant other um, wants to be loved, the biggest clue is how they show you love. So, mm, OK, for example, like Drew is not that much of an appreciator of me being like, you're so smart, like you look so great today or like, you know, I think he appreciates it, but like, you know, he loves to bring me like little gifts or like bring like back like little treats or whatever. So like his love language is gift giving. And therefore for me to feel like I want to show him that I'm appreciating him. I know that like little gifts is stuff that he'll appreciate Mm -hmm. and make him feel loved. So that if you're struck, I I actually do highly recommend this book. Um, It's weirdly, um, like you find it in the well I don't know if people are going to books the stores anymore but like when you go to Barnes Noble it's in the Christian section but I don't want that to like it's not oh, really? a religious book yeah it's not a religious book it's actually very I highly recommend it and I think that it totally changes your perspective on um how you show and you receive love yeah yeah basically it would just help you realize what your partner wants out of their partner you know yeah um interesting yeah no I like gifts I like giving and receiving gifts but like and I even think that maybe quality time would probably be have moved to second for me because like acts Mm -hmm. of service for me like if you just were like oh while you were gone I like cleaned the house I would be like oh my god you're the best I don't need personally for me and I feel like Drew might be the same way I don't need words of affirmation because I'm like confident enough without them so yeah. it's not like I would really want to be yeah. like no, oh like, you're Drew- beautiful it makes me feel awkward <laughs> <laughs> Drew, yeah yeah Drew's like well like you know number one whenever I say these things he's always like well you're biased I'm like <laughs> I was like well uh hello like I'm telling you them you should appreciate it but he like literally like gives no shits yeah like, I feel like I'm like Drew because if someone's like oh you're the best I'm like I know <laughs> psychotic um the life of a leo oh yeah goodness (laughs) gracious to be a leo um Um, so yeah so then they're they're um so it's Corey and sean and they find out that their horse tuna melt wins mm -hmm. so they have turned their ten dollars into was it ninety nine dollars a hundred dollars not bad and i looked this up of course 
Mm-hmm. So the $100 in 1993 would be, they only had 2018 numbers, which is still fine. $173.86 in That's 2018. Great. That's great. That's amazing. Gr- it's great money for two sixth graders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. I would be very, very happy with that. Like, I'm not much of a gambler. I'm kind of one of those people that, like, stops while they're ahead. So Same. Um, like I think the most I've ever won is like at like the casinos is like sixty dollars because yes. like I they came from like maybe five dollars and I'm like good enough for me like I am that's the same fine. way yeah I'm the same way like if you're gonna go to a casino what are you playing are you doing like slots are you yes, doing slots, blackjack yeah. slots yes I find slots to yeah. be very boring I just like can't get into them I went to a casino um turning stone for anybody that is in the northeast um for my 18th birthday and it was so funny because it was such a far drive and I feel like we spent less time there than we did driving to get there because I just (laughs) got like bored after a while but I thought oh I'm 18 this is the thing to do and my favorite game when we went was um roulette I just thought that was like the most fun I'm not really into cards I just feel like there's too much thinking (laughs) yeah cards yeah no Um, there's a lot there's so much thinking Yeah, but I had so much fun at the roulette table. Yeah, I would honestly think I'd rather do scratchers than anything else. Oh, yeah, Drew Drew loves scratchers. I don't ever buy them. I get them as like gifts sometimes and like, you know, birthday cards and stuff. But I I don't, I like the um, win for life. Those are my favorites. Mm, Drew likes crosswords. I was just going to say they're a waste of time. They just feel like too much work. He he likes it. He like, you know, he enjoys it. He like spends time on it whatever whatever yeah it's like an experience I guess (laughs) uh I don't participate in that stuff I don't know yeah um so they find out they win and they do I'm trying to remember they yeah so they do the they do the secret handshake right like after they win the dance the dance well I think yeah yeah, it's like, like a handshake it's like a dance like did you ever have something like this with any of your friends growing up no I don't I feel like um, do you remember the movie, like the Lindsay Lohan movie where they're like twins? Parent Trap. That's the one, right? <laughs> do you remember yeah. this? Of course. Parent do Trap is a the... great movie. Yes. And do you remember like the oh, dance yeah, yeah, that yeah. they do? Well, okay. So the dance is the um, British twin whose her name is Annie. Um, and wait, no. Is I have no Annie? idea. Well, okay. So I think it's her and her butler have the dance. Yes. Um, but also, I also kind of get the Mary Kay and Ashley movie. It takes two confused <gasps> with. I love that movie. Me too. Confused with um, Parent Trap sometimes because Mary Kate and Ashley, the twin that like is the orphan and her like and Kirstie Alley they have a handshake so it kind of gets confusing well and they're both at camp and they're both twins that got separated at birth and it's like it's a very similar plot line I never thought about how similar plot line that is it takes two honestly I've watched both of them recently they both do hold up it takes two is really 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 good I I feel like that one's better I love the sloppy joe plot line yeah it takes two I think is like especially because like it's not as like commonly watched as Parent Trap. Mm. Um, I, I'm 
huge fan. But yeah, it is like it feels like um, a similar movie. But both, I yeah. love both of them. To be honest, I want to hear you. from our listeners which one they prefer, parent. Or oh, I'll do a poll. We should do a poll. We need to do a poll. Okay. Um. So. Yes, so I would say that I didn't have a secret handshake with any of. I feel I feel like maybe I had a secret handshake. I know my friends and I used to come up with languages for like whatever mm. reason, or we tried to at least. Yeah, but um, yeah, not I me. thought this was cute. I loved their little yeah, dance. I love their dance too. I posted a um, a gif of it. Um, Ooh, when I was you asking, say gif, what I it's because it's like I want to say gif, but I'm like I know like the people's. I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> Well, can we save this for an, another, like, can we put, like, a pin on this argument and, like, save it for um, another day? Because I literally cannot deal. I honestly, I don't even have, like, that strong of a feeling about it. I'm just saying, like, I, I know people get, like, upset. Because I used to say GIF and then all the people correct me. And then whenever I say GIF, then the, all the people judge me. So it's like, yeah. you can't win this I argument. I just think. And it's literally old. It's like, I think this argument has been around since like 2007. Like, leave me alone. Like, do I, do you think I give a shit about it? No. Like, leave me alone. I really don't care. I just think that GIF is like, sounds better, even if GIF is technically correct. I feel like GIF sounds better. But you it's can't, fine. You can't win this argument. No, so, you're never um, going to win the argument. Boom Boom finds the, um, she comes in, she finds the love note. She's yes. like, why are you guys celebrating? And they like say their excuse is that the Flyers um, won the game. So Flyers, um, our sport, our hockey correspondent specifically came Ooh, in. We have and, a hockey correspondent. Yeah. So Jonathan, our hockey correspondent, which apparently differs from our, um, you know, from our regular sports correspondent, but. <laughs> Jonathan said um, he just said that he's happy it's finally mentioned and that the Flyers are Philadelphia's hockey team. So exciting stuff here. That's very exciting. Um, But so, Jonathan, if we ever mention the Flyers again, give us some facts, some fast facts. We love that. Um, So. She she makes a joke like it seems like you know you guys put money on the game har 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 <laughs> so funny um because they did <laughs> but they didn't but like okay so then she finds the love note she gets distracted and then she says oh like I need to like get a babysitter for Monday and mm-hmm. so weird because it's almost like I had a premonition last week because I was talking about how I felt like Corey was like old enough to be a babysitter now yeah well the funny thing is is if 12. you look at these back to back like it was just wasn't it just last episode yeah. that Corey and Eric, like, don't watch Morgan. They just leave her with Sean. Oh, yeah. And it's like now he's, like, good enough to babysit Morgan. Well, you know, she wants to take a chance on him. She says, you know, I'll pay you $2 an hour, but, you know, big, big money shots over here. He's like, don't worry about it. Take your $2. Keep it. Buy yourself a new dress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, did you ever, because now we're like, instead of detector, detective babysitters, yeah. we're now in like gambling babysitters. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you, I think we talked about this ones before. Did yeah. you babysit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was a babysitter. Um, 
I like put up flyers. I had, oh no, like, kidding with the I little had, pull tab things. Yep, I did. <laughs> yep, I put it up at the at the uh, train station, um, uh, in town. And so I did that. I had a couple of regular clients. This one family, I got paid. Oh my god, this is insanity. It was bad at the time, but mm-hmm. um, paid five dollars an hour to babysit three children. Oh. It should be $5 a child I an know. Hour. They ripped me off, and I knew That's it, garbage. at the time. It was rough. Um, but, and you know what's crazy? They're, like, the first family that ever had Trader Joe's. <laughs> like, oh, my I, God. I, like, remember that they had Trader Joe's, and I was, like, I didn't even, it was such, like, a weird thing for me, probably. Mm-hmm. It was, like, how, how you perceive Trader Joe's um, now. <laughs> uh, I was, like, I was like, what is this company? Like, it's so weird. They have, like, enchiladas in a bag. Like, it was, like, strange to me back That's then. That's funny. I, I had a couple of other families, too. Um, I wa- But I was a shitty babysitter. But I did it. I did it until... Um, I mean, if a kid didn't die, then you're probably fine. Yeah. No kids died. Um, okay. I babysat up until um, I started working um, at my first full uh, part-time job at mm-hmm. Stop and Shop at 16. And then I retired from babysitting. As most people probably would, because mm-hmm. I don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they so they make a hundred and seven well, a hundred dollars, I should say. A hundred dollars. And they're super, super excited about it. They're gonna babysit or Corey Corey's gonna babysit Morgan on Monday. Eric comes home and he's complaining um about his love life. Apparently, now, correct me if I heard, misunderstood what he was saying. Okay. He was, like, dating one girl, mm. and then he said he, like, tripped and French-kissed, like, her best friend or something. Mm-mm. Okay. So, he wants to ask out Brianna Henshaw, who is the hottest girl in school. But in the process of wooing Brianna, or Brianna, he, like, kissed her best friend, like, French-kissed her best friend. So now, like... Her best friend told Brianna, and now Brianna won't say yes to Eric. So, um, and well, why would you kiss her best friend then? Exactly. And he doesn't want to tell, he doesn't, he's literally asking the boys why Brianna won't go, um, on a date with him. <laughs> it's like, Eric. are you really that dense? You really can't figure that one out. He's so sleazy. He's sleazy. Oh, my so gosh. Corey gives him advice uh, and says, you know, if you want this girl, you have to take a big risk. I know things about big risks. Got to take a chance. Uh, and yeah, do something he, bold. Yeah. Because uh, Corey says that he's like risk boy. What a loser. That's such a stupid thing. He's a loser. Um, <laughs> yeah. What a dweeb. He so, is. Um. So back at school, I think this is the final presentation. Like, yeah. so I suppose this is a week later. And uh, Corey and Sean admit that they have placed their bets on Tuna Melt to win. And um, their fake money has uh, increased to. So um, I don't know. So they, they get a big margin increase because they bet their money. And right. Minkus is distraught because he's reading the uh, con- the subcontext clues here or whatever. And he knows that, like, he bet the money, um, the real money. Oh, I'm 
no, this is like a little convoluted. He yeah. Lucas knows that they bet the money and that they won the bet. And he is being like, Feeny, like, you know, you should call the cops. You can't gamble when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he realizes that they didn't play with fake money. They played with their real money and they were betting on horses, which is not, you know, minors can't do gambling or whatever and he's pissed and of course Feeney's like listen you know that's true Corey why don't you explain that and Corey's like well we're businessmen so we're adults so we can and so they end up getting an A they are the most successful in the whole class yeah um and so they're you know they're very excited and Corey is now like fully (laughs) buying into like, oh, if you know, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. So he is all about it. And Topanga, yeah. hi, hi, she's impressed. <laughs> she's impressed. Like, she, I, I, you know, I don't think Topanga is a gold digger, but she is a person that um, encourages and is tickled by uh, a creative and free spirited mm-hmm. um, approach to life. And if, if, you know, the spirits told Topanga that she should bet her money. I think that she would listen to, uh, I don't know, her spirit guides. And the spirit yes. guides told Corey to bet his money. And she she, she likes uh, free thinking. I yeah, definitely, so she's, yeah. yeah. She's very impressed. And mm-hmm. Minkus calls her a gold digger because he's a sore loser. And um, yeah, the boys are very excited. Um, they've their 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 not lack of hard work paid off. They just got lucky on these horses. Yeah. Um, and they're excited. So we go back to the Matthews household, and Eric comes in and says, "Yeah, I'm a dating god. Worship me." And I say, "No, thank you." Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so he was bold, and he stuffed himself in Brianna's locker for three periods this is ridiculous because if period so when I was in high school periods were 40 minutes each so by my calculations he would have been in her locker for like two hours and like wouldn't his teachers have noticed he was gone I guess they thought that he was cutting I mean I don't know it's ridiculous and also our lockers were tiny like how big Uh, were yours okay so you'll see like in the future that the John Adams High School lockers are ginormous, and okay. uh, like uh, either of us can fit in those lockers. Oh, okay. They're, like there's, there's these lockers are huge, and there's like this whole thing, this whole episode surrounded about a locker. So uh, there's lots of locker action. Did you have um like the full body ones? No, or we did had you little. Have the halves? Yeah, we had. They were they were skinny. Um, okay. Skinny lockers with like a top rectangle. That, Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. And there's two rectangles on top of the lockers. So um, I suppose two um, two skinny lockers plus two rectangles equals one big locker. If yeah. You know we, what I mean? We had um, in middle school. <laughs> I'm not school? making any sense. <laughs> like, let's literally. just pretend that that math checks out. Um. Yeah, so in middle school, we had really, really skinny lockers. And they were like, I remember, depending on what hallway you were in, they were different colors. And they were hideous. Like, one set was bright lime green, and the other set was, like, bright orange. Which doesn't make sense, because our school colors were green and gold. So, but they were really skinny. And I remember they were um, assigned alphabetically. And so, 
I was next to a kid um, who was rude and his last name was, you know, right before mine. So he was on my mm-hmm. left side and they mm-hmm. opened to the right. So when he would open his locker, he would open the door so that it literally like completely covered the opening to mine instead of like opening it enough just so he could get his books in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this fucking guy was so rude. And so I kept having to like push it closed a little bit and I remember one time he just like slammed his right into mine it was very rude and I wow. still remember it to this day wow and then did you sit next to him on during graduation actually let me think about that I definitely was near him I don't think I was yeah. directly next to him but that's I don't know why you wouldn't be directly next to him unless well I mean if kids this was in middle school, so he could like there could have been other kids that um, okay. started. That makes sense. Um, but but yeah, and then in high school we had like beige colored lockers, which were also mm. very ugly. So I think my lockers were navy. If um, Michelle or Chrissy, who are some of my high school friends, listen, and I'm wrong at me and let me know, I probably am. I block out a lot of high school. <laughs> For good reason, probably. A a lot of high school. Um, Um, So, yeah, Corey's like, you know, you should thank me, but I did not advise you to be a stalker. That's just want to make myself clear. (laughs) That's not the advice that I gave you. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. And so then that's when Eric finds um, what it's Boom Boom's poem for Pooh Bear. Mm-hmm. And did, you, did you read it? Uh, do you have it? Do you want me? I to don't. You can. You oh. can recite it. Oh, it's okay. Worse than than. Um, All right. Yeah. So Pooh Bears. Yeah. So Boom Boom is not a great poet. Um. <laughs> but she says, "Blue is the violet, red is the rose. Wear that sexy cologne and meet me at eight o'clock at the place where you proposed." No, you could do better than that, Boom Boom. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, Sean, so Sean, who is a, a, a future poet, as we've discussed, um, <laughs> says, right. that, says that uh, poetry is not Boom Boom's strong suit. So he knew even then what good poetry was. Uh, what yeah. foreshadowing? What what foresight? Who would have thought? That was not it. That was yeah. not it. Yeah. So um, and then then that's when Eric decides that he's going to write a poem for that whatever Debbie or whatever heck her name is. Yeah. Um, and Corey, what is it? Oh, there once was a boy who stuffed himself in a locker or something like that. And then yeah, Corey's. And, yeah. Corey said, who just got a date? What a shocker. That was actually good. That was a good was pretty, zing. It was a good zing, but he gets dates all the time. So it's not, I don't know how relevant it is. He actually <sighs> gets tons of dates. That's true. But like poetry doesn't have to be honest. Doesn't have to oh, be truthful. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good poet. I am <laughs> terribly sorry. Um, so Corey's like feeling really good. He wants Sean to call his uncle um to like bet the $99 even more and he goes on this whole diatribe about how in his 12 years of life he's done nothing like he has never taken risks he's mm-hmm. he's never swam um he he you know the he's always been told like don't swim after you eat don't read in the dark don't stick your head in the ball return like and he's never taken any of these risks and he's ready to just ruin his life yeah, so they're ready to make some more bets on some more horses. Um, so 
they they put let's see they put they bet their 90 their full 99 dollars on another horse race um they're really really excited and then like Corey pulls the radio out before they find out the results and some of the names of these horses are insane to me like neck flap nux famica nunzio's dream and then nah (laughs) nah yeah what would you name a horse if you had to name like a racehorse I don't know why but the first thing that came to mind was Sweeney Todd that's a good one yeah it's a good one yeah it goes back to my love for Broadway and I just feel like it's a good horse name I feel like it's tough like I would want to name my horse like Pegasus because like they can fly so like they're gonna be fast oh yeah my uh horse would just murder the competition (laughs) (laughs) so that would be good though no i feel like sweeney todd would be a good one but like tuna melt from earlier (laughs) yeah like what what kind of weirdo names their horse tuna melt well it's kind of like dog names like dog names are so weird like there's like dog names that are like daydream believer like dodgeball jones like the names are just like nonsensical and i think that um i think that like Horse names are the same. They're like they're they're just a bunch of nonsense. And I just they, don't. Sorry, and then they ahead. have their they have their like street name of like Joan. You know, it's just like, <laughs> street name of Joan. Yeah, See, I feel bad for the horses that are like um they have like a proper situation going on. So um like Stephanie's nightmare. Like, why yeah. is there... Who's Stephanie? And why is this horse her nightmare? It doesn't make any sense. No, like, give no. the horse yeah. a name. Yeah. Well, it's Steph... Yeah. I, I mean, her street name's probably just Steffi. I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know what the secrets are with the horse races or the show dogs or the race dogs or any of this stuff. We're, we're not meant to know. We're Those not part horses. of this. The, we're not part of this universe. No. Thankfully thank so. Um, so they end up turning their $99 into $680, which is insane. That's That's a lot of money for two sixth graders. Yeah. So 340 each. And I looked it up and $680 in 2020 would be $1,231.45. Holy crap. That's a ton of money. I want that money. I know. For two sixth graders. That's crazy money. Yep. Yep. That's insane. So Even all the Nerf guns you could buy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, cut to the next scene and they have all the money on Corey's bed. I am like so like I'm surprised the sketchy uncle didn't take a cut in this, but they've been counting the money and it's been six, 680. So the uncle took no cut. I don't really get it, but whatever. Um, and... You know, he's just like kind of just betting on everything. He's kind of manic at this point, Corey. So like he has an issue. Yeah. So he's like, you know, Sean's like kind of over it. He like wants to go get a pizza. The phone rings and he's like, oh, five to one odds that it's like blah, blah, blah. And it's like whatever. So he's just manic. He just can't stop at this point. Yeah. And we find out that Boom Boom and Pooh Bear are having an issue finding each other in the restaurant, which imagine not having cell phones and like not being able to just find somebody easily. Yeah, because you have to go to the maitre d' and ask them to use their landline. Yeah, obnoxious. 
So oh, they no, can't they find phone, each they other. Were, actually, they were using phone booths, but still. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ew, yeah imagine using a um a phone booth right now. Ooh, never. No. Um, But, yeah, so they can't find each other. And Corey is, quote, unquote, babysitting Morgan. And meanwhile, she's like, you're supposed to entertain me. I actually did find her tolerable this episode. She's getting better. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have some acting notes for her later in the episode. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, so... Yeah, but, like, Morgan comes in. She says, like, you're busted. And, like, Corey, like, hides the money with his pillow. And he's like, I didn't do anything illegal. Um, But, yeah, like, Morgan needs to be entertained. Meanwhile, Sean calls and uh, a baseball player named Lenny Dextra is coincidentally at the pizza restaurant. And Corey tries to rush Morgan out so that he can get his baseball card signed. Mm -hmm. And Morgan's like... Uh uh-uh. uh. So she locks herself in the bathroom. Yeah, she's not going. Also, no. um, in all of this commotion, mm-hmm. um, Corey does call Morgan a rugrat. Uh, wink, wink, <laughs> nod, nod. Keep an eye on your podcast feeds in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so Lenny Dykstra, I think is how you say his name. Um, was the baseball player. So they want to get their baseball cards signed. And, and Morgan is just like, absolutely not. I'm not going anywhere near there. I'm staying home. Um, yes. So did we get some feedback? I believe we got some feedback from our sports correspondent on Lenny. Didn't yeah. we? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. So I pulled up some more like detailed information, but our sports correspondent, Will, did say the baseball player at the restaurant, Lenny Dykstra, is a real piece of shit. And Corey says the autograph cards will be worth a lot. But in reality, in 2020, they're worthless. So I was curious and I pulled up Lenny Dykstra's wiki Mm because I wanted to see what he did that was like so bad. And Oh, boy, howdy. I have quite the laundry list. (laughs) Oh, my God. Really? Of things he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, first of all, this was in 1993, right? Well, in 1991, so pre-Boy Meets World, he uh, had a DWI, which like injured him and another baseball player. Um, 1999, sexual harassment of a 17-year-old. In 2009, he used offensive terms when speaking about black people, women, and homosexuals. In in September 2009, um, he was banned from his, like, properties. He was accused of vandalizing them. 2010, he hired a female escort, wrote her a bad check. Um, 2011, he was accused of sexual assault by his housekeeper. Uh, 2011, arrested and charged with bankruptcy fraud. 2011, arrested and charged with 25 misdemeanor and felony counts of grand theft, auto identity theft, and on and on and on. Uh, indecent exposure. Um, he was charged with indecent, another indecent exposure. So, like, honestly, the list goes on and on. Oh, in 2018, he was arrested for after uttering terroristic threats and for possession of drugs. He allegedly oh held a gun to his Uber driver. What? Um, uh, so where is he now? Is he in jail? Uh, on October, let's see, he was indicted by a New Jersey grand jury for cocaine and methamphetamine possession and making. Yeah, so I think he's in. I think he's in jail. All right, um, dude. So like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot more than I was anticipating. Yeah, like obviously those cards, like th- burn those cards. They're worth nothing. 
<laughs> yeah. Alrighty. I guess that's not going in the scrapbook today. I didn't like even know what I was getting myself into. Like basically, Will no. said something along the lines of like he was like racist and misogynist and sexist and all those things. Yeah. And then you found yikes. an entire laundry list of shitty yeah. things that he said. Boy, by you know. To and this is why I don't watch sports, here. people. This is why. Yeah. We don't need this. No. Also, he said he did like a lot of steroids as well. So. All right. Whatever. Loser. Yeah. So. Um, so Corey bets Morgan um, ultimately six cupcakes that she can stay at the house all by herself without getting into any trouble. Yeah, and uh, Morgan takes that bet. She is she is pumped for it. So Corey leaves, doesn't even lock the door on his way out. I might add, yeah, um, for his poor five or six year old sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Morgan, the music that plays in this scene is very <laughs> yeah. like nineties movie. Like it's yeah. very like oh she is like rocking and rolling like dance sesh. <laughs> yeah. So she runs downstairs as soon as Corey leaves, checks to see that he left, then leaves the door open, runs to the stereo, turns on this like royalty free jammer <laughs> music. Yeah. Jumps on the couch. All fine. Like this is all fine, except for mm-hmm. leaving the door open. But all this is fine, you know. She thinks it's cool that she finally has the house to herself. She starts dancing and grooving with her new doll mm-hmm. on the couch. And then she gets so into her dancing that she flings back her doll, which hits the planter, which falls onto the door and breaks the door and breaks the glass on the door. And then she's like, oh, shit, and books it. Yeah, she was fucking out skis after that. But, like, <laughs> how is that little baby doll knocking over a heavy vase? I don't know. Uh, really? Like, I feel like it, like, those legs are probably hard plastic. This seems viable to me. Okay. As it long as you out. think it's, yeah. So she runs yeah. outside. She leaves both doors open now. Fucking draft just blowing on through the house. <laughs> yeah. Um. Very, yeah, this is uh, quite a, an alarming scene to see. So, yeah. um. So she, Corey and Sean come back home with um, a dozen mint condition racist baseball cards that are worth (laughs) Worth nothing. (laughs) And Corey realizes that the door is left open and then he sees Mm -hmm. the crash. And his first thought is that uh, Morgan got kidnapped and um, somebody broke into the house. And, like, Sean was so unhelpful in the scene. Like, Sean, like, looks outside the front door and, like, looks to the left and looks to the right. Like, he does nothing He just shrugs all. his shoulders, like, He's like, oh, this, whatever. this seems kind of shitty, but, you know, yeah. not my sister. Cor- yeah. Corey runs upstairs, doesn't see her, runs outside and starts panicking to Feeney. Yeah, he's like, um, I bet on something I couldn't, you know, risk losing and whatever. I went too big. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. And then he tells him that Morgan's just in the tree house. And he goes, he goes in and he comforts Morgan. He says, don't worry. You're not in trouble. I'll take all the blame. Which like, damn right you will, Corey. It's your oh, fucking yeah. fault. Yeah. Like I, you know, I thought that Morgan did a lovely job acting in this scene. She seemed mm-hmm. concerned. She did not scream any of her lines. Yes. She was like, no, 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 no. What? Oh, yeah, she like, definitely. This is bad. This is bad. Very concerned, baby baby girl very yeah, cute she definitely was less manic less loud you know just less monotone so that was very good yeah um, so um cory 
takes full says that he you know he takes full blame he won't let her be in trouble with mom and dad like he'll never they'll never know that she was the one that broke the door i thought this was such a cute scene like i've never seen Corey like actually give a shit about morgan and actually um put some caring and care into anything that has to do with morgan um and be a good brother so i thought this was this was nice like um I, I don't have an older sibling, but I know you do. Um, I don't know if your sibling would do this for you, but... Mm, I think he'd throw me under the bus and be like, Jessica broke the window. No, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that Corey um, stepped it up a notch on his uh, brothering skills and yes. didn't, did not throw her under the bus. And then Morgan says that, um, I hope you don't plan on going to babysitting professionally, which um, I think that this might be a good ending to our three episode arc of uh, detective babysitters. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this ends the, the detective babysitters, the gambling babysitters like Corey is done. He sucks. Yeah. I would be very surprised if we see Corey babysitting again. Yeah, he's no longer allowed to. Maybe mm-hmm. Eric, but he's too busy on dates. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see Boom Boom and Pooh Bear arrive home from their date and they're arguing about like, how could you think that you proposed at this place and blah, blah, blah. So Alan is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, I thought we I proposed here. And then she's like, well, where did you where did you end up going? And it turns out, ooh, Amy's got some explaining to do because some good drama. Yes. So she went to a place where somebody else proposed to her mm-hmm. and she realizes that so she is in big trouble big trouble big trouble yes. so he proposed to her at phil's grill she she went to um Shay lafer and yeah it turns out like he really did propose to her at Shay's grill and some other dude um mark brainwith brainwith whatever proposed to amy at Shay lafer um okay so uh, Alan is like alarmingly up. He's upset about this, but like not to- not like because of the like he's upset because like they've been married for all this time and he never knew that she's been engaged before. I think that is a little bit like weird and concerning. And she was like, "Well, I knew yeah. he'd be mad." It's like, "Well, why I would he be mad?" Exactly. I think he's more mad that like she kept the secret from him all this time. Yeah, it's very silly. Like, the whole thing is silly, in my opinion. And I also thought it was weird because, like, I don't know how old they are. But if Eric is 15 years old, and let's mm-hmm. assume that they got married before they had him, right? Like, they they had to have been pretty young when they got together because they don't look super old. So, yeah. like, for her to have, like, no, dated somebody, been engaged, or maybe got at least got proposed to. I don't know if she was actually engaged with the other guy. But, like... She got proposed to at least. And to not mention that when you started dating Alan, I think is strange because I feel yeah. like usually you talk about your past relationships, at least on a very surface level with. Your I would assume so. Um, but who knows? I mean, yeah, this is a this know. is very surprising from Amy. So yeah. they get they, they're in like a little bit of a tiff. Um, and, you know, Alan 
they walk, they both walk into the living room where Corey is reading to Morgan, who's asleep in his arms. It's very sweet. And they realize that the, uh, the door is broken. Yeah. And this is when Corey pipes up and he's like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'm going to pay for it. And Alan's like, how the heck do you have like the money for that? And he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you because you'd be like even more upset and you're going to wake up my sweet baby sister. Uh-huh. Like, Corey, you're just covering your own. Boat. Oh, yeah. We all know it. Yeah. OK. Number one, Corey should have cleaned up this mess in some capacity. Right? He didn't <laughs> like, even try to. He didn't even take a little dustpan and try to clean up the glass. So that's no, just. Shitty. The door's wide open. Wide open. He just like, yeah. So I would have expected a little bit of effort in that mm-hmm. department. And there's no way that he's going to get away with not telling his parents uh, how he attained this money because um, they use both Sean's cut and Corey's cut. So that's $680 towards the door. And yeah. there's just no way that like, you know how like they had to so i i would have loved to see that uh conversation yeah but um we don't get to see it because we're we're too busy watching eric's love life we had to give the five minutes to that instead and i would have rather seen the editor's cut uh of Corey getting to massive trouble Yes, absolutely. So we're now back in the the school um, where we find out that Corey and Sean, uh, their team, they were the team that made the most money. Um, so they, he asks them to like give a tip to the class. And Sean basically it says that you shouldn't bet on a jockey. You should bet on a horse that can run in the mud. And meanwhile, <laughs> Corey advice. has <laughs> Corey has the actual lesson of the episode, which is don't bet on something you can't afford to lose. Um, and Feeney's impressed here. He's yeah. uh, he's like, I didn't teach you that. Yeah. So. Yeah, Feeney's Feeney's like a good teacher day. He's not ruining lives or embarrassing anybody. Divulging student secret. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Feeney. He was very calm and level-headed and pointed Corey to the direction of the... um, Pointed Corey to the direction of Morgan. So we appreciate Feeney today. I did get a comment from somebody like a couple weeks back that we don't appreciate Feeney enough. Um... I mean, I feel like we appreciate him. We just kind of poke fun at some of the, like, things he does because they're silly. But, like, I mean, I guess he did teach. He he didn't really teach the lesson this time. Corey kind of learned it all on his own. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's how life is sometimes. I think we'll appreciate him more as time goes on because he's not. He is pretty Feeny. Like, I will say a lot of these characters progress and grow and, like, change. And Feeny's kind of just always Feeny. Yeah. I mean, he knows who he is. He's, uh. Mm -hmm. He's strong in his convictions, which yes. I appreciate. Um, so, so uh, obviously, Minkus is very upset. And uh, Sean, of course, has to, like, rub it in his face, calls him stew. Um, and he gives him <laughs> a Valentine's Day card. And in that card, it says, happy Valentine's Day. Turn around. Oh, no, wait. Before that, this is some bullshit. So I'm going to yeah. rake Feeney over the coals a little bit for this. Okay. Yeah. He says... Sticks and stones, the, the the old adage, sticks and stones yeah. may break your bones, but words can never hurt you. To which yeah. I say, fucking bullshit. Because we all know breaking a bone could be significantly less damaging long term oh. than like someone saying something mean to you. Because yeah. your mental health, I feel like, is mm-hmm. just as important 
if not more important than your physical health. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think that we were going to go there with this like correction of Feeney. My correction of Feeney is like, there's no way he invented this saying. Oh, also that. That is way <laughs> bullshit. But I think that was just like a joke on Feeney's part. Uh, OK, OK. I wasn't sure. I was like, Feeney, are you really claiming this right now? I mean, um, he was going to correct yeah. him. I agree with you, Jess. Uh, That is entirely true. You're right. Yeah, Um, and that was something that people like said to us all the time as kids. And it's like, as adults, you kind of learn. Like, I mean, that's so not true. Someone could say one harmful thing that sticks in your brain forever. That's true. I Um, think we've probably retired that saying. I think so too. I think that's just one of those things where it's like, oh, that's very '90s and not true, you know, at all. Yeah, I, I heard that all the time growing up as well. Yeah, um, but basically the card, yes, yeah, so the card says Happy Valentine's Day, turn around, and <laughs> Sean and Corey have, like, I assume they're Nerf guns, but they have, like, balls in them, and they're shooting them uh-huh. at, at yep. Feeny and Minkus. Yep, yep, that, those stuff, it really hurts. I'm not a fan of Nerf guns. <laughs> I really am not. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Feeny grabs one from his desk, and he shoots back uh, mm-hmm. very forcefully. We yeah, got, like, that, a great freeze frame. I was just going to say, the freeze frame on Feeny was amazing. Um, yeah. And then the end scene was, like, a bit ridiculous to me. But Corey ends up spending his last little bit of money on a rose for his mom. Very cute. Very. That part was cute. That part was cute. And then Alan comes in and says, oh, if they need company or whatever, he has, like, a whole bunch of roses. Very cute. And also very cute. But then... The weirdest thing to me is how, like, (laughs) she says, well, how do you know I've only been proposed to twice? And then they start making out. And I was like, that does not seem like something that you make out to. Like, how do you know I don't have more boyfriends you didn't know about? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that would get me in the mood. But I think (laughs) that they have, like, a little teasing personality, like, banter between them. And it was just, like, a little bit of, like... You know, haha, hee and they yeah. didn't get to rendezvous on Valentine's Day, so true. Got to get it in when you got to get it in. That's true. I'm sure true. all the parents agree. Yeah, yeah. I but. don't actually think we have one parent that listens to us. Actually, mm, I mean, it's probably good because we're not parents and we give bad advice. So, yeah. <laughs> so that not is hashtag true. not mothers. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, um, I. Thought a pretty cute episode I, I mean i thought it was stronger than the last couple of weeks the message was nice and succinct and uh what do you think i agree i think the message in the overall story um connected very well with the uh smaller classroom story um yeah i thought this was strong altogether. i mean i always think it's kind of cute when alan and amy are like being cutesy and romantic together so that was cute it was a, it was stronger than the last couple that's definitely for sure yeah yeah boom boom and uh Pooh bear really pulled through yes so uh i believe it is your week for the fashion hour yepper so fashion hour um, as you know, our first award is the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s look. And there's a lot of like little good ones this episode. Lots of good 90s looks. I liked it a lot. My first um, 
outfit is Minkus's classroom presentation outfit. Mm-hmm. And this is a button down light blue shirt. Um, it's probably his dad's. It's like a little big. <laughs> um, a cream vest with orange and green argyle. And some khaki slacks. Okay. Yeah, this was very like very minkusy. Yeah. It, it fits. Yeah. yeah, but it was a, a smidge more dressed up than sometimes he yes. has little like sweaters or like sweatshirts. This is like a for his presentation day. His parents probably forced him to wear this outfit to school. He probably was like, Oh my gosh, Dad, that outfit you had was so dapper earlier in the week. Can yeah. I get a mini version of it? Yeah, yeah, I think I could see that happening for him. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. My second outfit is Sean's kitchen outfit when they won the $90. <laughs> yes, um, <this> one. <laughs> so t- double necklace, the puka necklace from last week, mm-hmm. um, which is just like four pukas on a strand um, <laughs> and a chain necklace, a purple shirt, a very large oversized tie dye over shirt that's unbuttoned mm-hmm. Um a watch, which is probably like a watch calculator. Oh my god! Yes. Or like one of those, like bl- it was like black, so it probably was the maybe the digital ones that like all it was was like it would be just like three digits, you know those. Yes, or maybe it's like the Apple Watch that Eric had. Oh yeah, maybe he has an <laughs> Apple Watch too. Um, some light wash, like kind of gray tone jeans. And like some black um, black Nikes uh, sneakers with like the tongue sneaking out like over his jeans. Yeah, which we haven't talked about that, but that was like very nineties to do that to put yes. your like the tongue of your sneaker over your pant leg. I hate that. Yeah, it's horribly ugly, but people yeah. did that back then. Yeah, they definitely did. And then my last one is um, pretty much just a favor for you. Um, did somebody this, wear a dinosaur shirt? Again? Yeah, you didn't even notice. Okay. How did I not notice? Who was so wearing Sean? So oh, Sean, uh, this is his um, final presentation outfit. He's wearing his chain and his puka shell necklace again. Oh my gosh, um, a dinosaur shirt with a lot of different colored dinosaurs on it. They're like sketches. This is actually closer to the shirt that you gifted me. Um, okay, was, see, yeah, I'm going back now. I'm a nicer dinosaur shirt than Corey's. I like this one much better. And this one I can say could be timeless, but I'm still putting it in the 90s outfit because that's where dinosaur shirts belong. Um, he's wearing <laughs> a striped sweat, uh, sweater overshirt with like a black hood. Um, some like really, really huge jeans and his black Nikes again. <laughs> This is um, also he was wearing this for a lot of the episodes. So if you also you'll also see that he's wearing it back at the Matthews household when um, oh, yeah, he's about to run out um, uh, to the pizza place. Oh, no, not the pizza place. He when they were about to bet their ninety nine dollars to the six eighty dollars. Yes, I see the dinosaurs. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that's a good you shirt. That is better than Corey's shirt for sure. Yeah. So those are my three offerings. Do you have a winner today? Yes, I do. And I kind of knew the winner when I was watching the episode because I felt yeah. so strongly about this outfit. Yeah. And it was um, Sean's tie-dye outfit because yeah. to me, tie-dye screams 90s. And not yes. only that, but like 
this very dark tie-dye um mm-hmm. versus like right now tie-dye is in again but it's more of yeah. like a pastel like a mm-hmm. light light wash yeah this is some grunge tie-dye yes mm-hmm. and oh my gosh i i think it is like i love it it's iconic so definitely yeah. sean is the winner for me yeah okay love that for him so next up we have our paul red certificate of timelessness award um so I have um, Eric's outfit when he comes home and talks about stuffing himself in the locker. This is a very cool boy outfit. So he's wearing like a blue T-shirt, then like a, a blue plaid flannel shirt that's open and then a leather jacket and some midwash jeans. I think that he looks very good in this outfit. He had a similar outfit um, earlier in the episode when he was asking for the advice, but I prefer um, the blue version over the gray and orange version that was in the episode earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my next offering is Feeney's evening relaxation look, <laughs> uh, which is like a nice khaki jacket, but it's not very appropriate for february it looks a little light for february and also once again you're in philadelphia in february why the heck are you outside just casually just like chilling out i would be concerned about global warming if you were able to do that in february but yeah on on top of that like the uh, amy and alan were wearing like very light clothing for yeah very light clothing so um he's Feeney's has some black pants. He's has a cup of tea, I would assume. Uh, a book with like that nice gold edge on yes, the sides. Love that. Yes. Yeah. And he's he's sitting in a nice little lawn chair. He needs a comfier chair. He does. Maybe a nice lounge with some nice cushions. Cushion, he needs yeah. like a blanket. But he's just chilling outside reading, just enjoying his evening. I thought yeah, that like he a looked- swing. That would yeah, be good. maybe he needs a swing. And then um, my last pick is a little unconventional because it is literally just Topanga's hair in this episode. (laughs) It is curly. It is not frizzy. It is not crimpy. It's just like almost like a uh, Carrie Russell's hair, but it's long. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. It's curly. It's just like gorgeous this episode i like it a lot i like it better than the crimps um it's just beautiful hair yeah she has such great volume and definition in her curls i don't know exactly what i assume they curled her hair for the show um but if they didn't i mean if they did then they did a great job because it looks very natural like it looks like that's her hair yeah i would love to know um maybe i have to get that book back and to look at the pictures, but I would love yeah. to know what her natural hair looked like and kind of what her makeup and hair process was like in the early yeah. episodes. Maybe, um, maybe I'll try to do some research because it has to be out there somewhere. Yeah, she definitely, um, she definitely has straighter hair in the later seasons. So I'm curious yes. about that. Yeah. Um, I wish they had kept her curly hair for. I for the do too. Later, it was it was truly beautiful. So yeah. those are my three options. Do you have a preference? Yeah, this one is tricky for me because yeah. I would say that like Eric's outfit is very timeless. If if you would say that that like if you would allow a like a pleather substitute. I don't know if it's real leather, I guess, right? If you're pretending it's pleather, I'd say it's more timeless because it's not Mm -hmm. socially acceptable to wear leather anymore when you could just get a pleather. You know what I mean? Right. Um, But 
And the thing with Topanga's hair is it's very timeless. I love it. She does have like a hint of like a um a bang. Though. Yes, I did. I did see the bang. I did. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's makes it less timeless because mm-hmm. especially that type of um wispy bang isn't mm-hmm. as popular um yeah. nowadays. But I feel like I have to give it to Topanga because I can yeah. look past the bang. And if I'm making concessions with the leather jacket, then I might as well make concessions with the hair and yeah. say that hair, especially right now, I feel like we're kind of in a curly girl revolution yes. of like, wear your hair naturally. Don't fucking fry the shit out of it with straighteners mm-hmm. anymore like we did in the early aughts. Um, yes, I, I think Topanga has to win it. She's been getting a lot of our fashion awards, so. I mean, and she will continue to do so. I mean, yes. we're not complaining about it. We love her. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, I think that that's a good choice, too. Honestly, a lot of the outfits in this episode were very 90s and were dated. Like, I kind of had, like, a plethora of options yeah. for 90s looks. But, um, finding a timelessness, um, um, option was kind of hard this episode, but I think that we came with the correct winner. Yes, I agree. I love it. So Topanga, congratulations on your Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have one uh, email that is from our friend Jonathan about this episode in particular. So okay. um, if you guys don't know, we have started posting a feedback board or like a little posting a couple of days before we record so that you can comment about this episode, which would be great because then we can discuss in real time. Um, so Jonathan wants, so he brought up the flyers earlier, as we discussed, mm-hmm. as our hockey correspondent. Um, then he said, sometimes when people underestimate a teacher's role in society, I've heard them say, well, really, they're just professional babysitters, which he's a uh, teacher and he really hates the sentiment and I don't really appreciate it as well. Of um, course, yeah. That being said, what I find hilarious was Morgan telling Corey, I hope you don't go into babysitting professionally. Knowing that teaching is exactly what Corey uh, goes into. So that was kind of just a funny tidbit that, you know, um, in like a offbeat way, he does go into some sort of child, not care, but. Yeah, um, that is funny. He's responsible for children's lives in a way. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So um, hopefully he's a better teacher than he was babysitter. Yeah, that is a that's a great uh, that's a great um, fact, a uh, fun fact yeah. to note. Yeah, yeah. And then he does have a question. He says, "What is something with the lowest odds of happening that you have called before?" So um, I will go first. Um, I at times like I'm not saying that I am like clairvoyant, but sometimes <laughs> I have tendencies to think of things and I guess like the big like one of the biggest examples that I give when I share this to people is sometimes I think of things and um it happens to become true so uh once I was in the dentist's office and I was just sitting there and for whatever reason a thought popped into my head of what happens if um like my dentist moves like I was thinking about my dentist moving 
And for like 10 minutes later, my dentist literally told me that she was moving offices. And I swear to goodness, like there was no like signs. There was no like things that I caught on. It was Mm -hmm. just a freaky, weird coincidence. Um, And this kind of happens a lot to me. So I don't know if I call the odds, but sometimes I think things or I dream of things and I call it in a Hmm. way. So that's my tidbit. Don't think I'm crazy. Like, I'm not saying I'm a psychic. I'm just saying that sometimes I predict the future. That's all. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Um, Let's see. Something I called or I called the odds on. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Hmm. Like, have you ever, like, called something or, um, you know, like said like this can like maybe like you know I bet you like this will happen something like that um you know what's kind of weird is I always kind of thought I would get married like before turning 30 but not like too far before turning 30 which actually didn't end up happening now I don't know if I just like made it happen because it's like Mm -hmm. obviously I have a decent amount of control over that um but that is the only thing I can really think of like I can't think of anything that I've like thought of that was going to happen that then yeah. happened i mean yeah. i've had like deja vu before but i feel like a lot of people have mm-hmm. had that so yeah i get deja vu a lot all the time mm-hmm. um yeah so thank you jonathan thanks so much um for sending that in if you guys would like to give feedback or ask questions or if you have comments either on a previous episode of ours or a future one you can tweet at us at shit90spod or Instagram at us at shit90spod or even Gmail us at shit90spod at gmail.com. We love that. Yes, please send in feedback and questions. Rate us five stars. That would be great as well. Um, we're always looking for feedback. And keep your eyes out on that podcast feed. Um, we mm-hmm. just dropped some special bonus um, coverage for Thanksgiving. We watched all 10 Thanksgiving episodes of Friends and ranked them. We chatted generally about Friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that podcast is already out if you want to give that a listen. We have some really exciting bonus content coming out in December. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be amazing with some really special fun guests. Um, but yeah, so uh, next week we're going to be watching season one, episode 14. Make sure you're watching the one on Disney plus, because if you're watching the DVDs, it's going to be in a little bit of a different order. Um, and, uh, I think that's everything. Um, yeah, you know us on Twitter and Instagram, so definitely give us a follow and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.